Thank you. Well, good morning. I want to welcome everyone to Sunday School at Victory Baptist Church. And uh, Brother Dale normally does the memory verse, but he and Sherry were gone. And so Frankie always fills in, but he called me yesterday and said he was sick. So he asked me if I could do the memory verse this morning. But if you will, take your Bible and go to Luke chapter 4. Luke chapter 4. I just want to read the verse this morning and say a little something. Uh, I didn't get an opportunity to do a whole lot with the verse. This verse, in chapter 4, the Lord is being led of the Spirit into the wilderness, where He's tempted for 40 days by the devil. When you get to chapter 4 and verse 18, they brought uh, the book of the prophet Isaiah to the Lord for him to read. And he reads Isaiah, actually Isaiah 61.1 is what he reads. Prophecy being fulfilled. And in verse 18, he says, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me, because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor, He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. First thing you notice when you read this verse is the Trinity. It says there in the first part, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me, the Holy Spirit of God, because He talking about the Father, hath appointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He, talking about the Father, hath sent me, talking about the Lord, to heal the brokenhearted. You know, this isn't when he's talking about giving the gospel to the poor. He's not talking about financially poor people. Although financially poor people need the gospel. He's talking about the poor spiritually. Before we know Christ as Savior, we're totally spiritually bankrupt. We're bankrupt without the Son of God. The Lord Jesus Christ came to seek and to save that which was lost. This is the ministry of the Lord. To preach the gospel to the poor, to heal the brokenhearted, Brokenhearted over what? Brokenhearted over sin. The brokenhearted over sin. To preach deliverance to the captives. Who needs deliverance? All of mankind needs deliverance. We all needed deliverance. I needed deliverance. You needed deliverance. And thank God the Lord Jesus Christ came to deliver. Without Him, there is no deliverance. You know, there is no salvation apart from Him. You know, those that are trying to keep the law or the Ten Commandments, whatever. Paul tells us in the book of Romans, For by the deeds of the law, there shall no flesh be justified, made right in God's sight. This is the ministry. This is the reason that the Lord Jesus Christ left eternity, stepped into time, came to this earth, was born of a virgin, lived a sinless life, He came to this earth for one reason, as he told Pilate. He said, for this cause came I into the world. 
to die. He came to this earth to die, to pay a sin debt that I couldn't pay. Listen, if I paid it, I stayed under condemnation. I was guilty of my sin. I would be declared unrighteous. I would have to spend eternity separated from God forever in the lake of fire. The Lord came to bring deliverance to the captives and recovering of sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are bruised. Fulfillment. What Isaiah spoke of in Isaiah 61, the Lord Jesus Christ fulfilled it. Now, did they like what he said? No, they didn't. Some even said, I thought this was Joseph's son. That's what they asked. Ain't this Joseph the carpenter's son who's claiming to be Messiah? And in verse 29, I think it was verse 29, after he's saying these things, it says, And they rose up and thrust him out of the city, led him unto the brow of the hill whereon their city was built. Why? That they might cast him down headlong to kill the Son of God. But the Lord made his way through the crowd and they missed their opportunity. Fulfillment. Never get over what the Lord's done for you. Don't ever get past that. Don't ever get past that. We take it for granted often. And we say, no, we don't, but our lives portray how much we take it for granted. It it speaks for it. But uh, thank God, thank the Lord Jesus Christ, thank the Spirit of God, that before the foundations of the world ever began, God came up with a plan to deliver man. That plan was his perfect son. Thank God for that. Well, before we begin today, we'll take some prayer requests. Anybody on this side this morning have any special requests? Daphne? Be prayers for my cousin Julian. I asked for prayer for him here a couple weeks back. He had a stroke. He's had two more strokes since then. And he's still alive, but now the last stroke took his sight. He's just totally blind. He's up in his 80s. I don't know if he's saved or not. Be praying for Julian. That was his name. Be praying for Julian. This is Daphne's cousin that's had a total of three strokes now and uh, not doing well at all. So just be praying for him physically and spiritually. Uh, If he doesn't know the Lord, someone will be able to share the gospel with him. So just be praying for that situation there. Anybody else over here? Uh, Diane? Joseph got home. Thank God for that. I just continue to be praying for him that he'll continue to get stronger and I'll be praying for Jacob and family there. Anybody else over here? Uh, my eyesight's terrible. Donna, that's Donna. Man, it's good to see Donna here this morning. Just continue to be praying. Donna, family, the boys there, I'm praying for them. Anybody else? <clears throat> 
over here. Anybody on this side this morning have any special requests? Kathy? Be praying for Kathy's niece, Elizabeth, that has kidney cancer. So you'll be praying for her. Penny? Be praying for Penny's little cousin. It's a little boy that, what is he, 18 months old, 17 months old. Uh, he's really been in the hospital since the day he's been born, pretty much. And he's really struggling. They've put him back on a ventilator. So just be praying for this little boy. His name is Sebastian. Preacher. Amen. Amen. Be praying for Brother Russ this morning. He had his surgery done on Friday. and Be praying for him as he recovers from that. He's also sick today, so maybe be praying for him. I know Frankie is sick this morning, so maybe be praying for him. Uh, anybody else? Chelsea? Be praying for Kylie. She'll be having this infusion done. And then just be praying for the process is going through all this insurance again to get the insurance to uh, help with that. So just be praying for that situation. And Kylie with her arthritis, she has this infusion. And then be praying for them as they travel. Anybody else? Any other requests this morning? It's good to see Brother Andy here this morning, his family. It's good to have them. Anyone else? Okay, there's another prayer request. Let's go to the Lord in prayer. Father, I thank you for the day that you've blessed us with. Lord, I thank you for the day, the opportunity to come to the house of God. Lord, just to meet around the Word of God and be fed from the Word of God today. Lord, I thank you for your goodness and your mercy and your grace. Lord, that's been extended to mankind that deserved none of it. Father, I didn't deserve anything but damnation. But Father, I'm so thankful for the love of God. It reaches down, reaches out to mankind. Lord, I'm so thankful that when you reach out with a, your outstretched hand, if I'll reach up, Lord, you so gladly take us. Father, I thank you for demonstrating your love. Lord, and giving the very best that heaven had, the Son of God, to come to this earth. Lord, we've just celebrated the birth of the Lord Jesus Christ. When he came into his own, Father, but sadly to say that his own received him not. Lord, I'm so glad that nothing deterred you from Calvary. Lord, you was born and you you began a journey that led to Calvary where you, where you would give your life a ransom for many. Lord, I'm so glad that whosoever will may come. Father, I'm thankful for the invitation to come. Lord, I'm so glad that you're willing that none should perish, that but all should come to repentance. Father, we could go on and on. Lord, help us to be thankful. Father, help us to be appreciative. 
Lord, when we think of what we've been delivered from, Lord, we were captive. Father, I, but I'm so glad that we've been freed through the shed blood of the Lord Jesus Christ. Father, I thank you for the word of God. Lord, I'm so thankful that I'm able to have it and hold it. Lord, forgive me for not studying it as I should. Lord, applying it as I should. And Father, I thank you. Lord, that you've kept it and preserved it. Father, I thank you that it's eternal. Lord, I thank you for the Holy Spirit of God that gives wisdom and gives light, gives direction. Father, that helps us live our life every day with conviction. Father, I thank you for this church, Lord, that's been a blessing in my life. Lord, that's been a lighthouse here. Father, I thank you. Father, for raising it up. Lord, I thank you for my pastor. Father, I pray that you'll just, as we begin a new year, Father, that we'll determine, Father, that there are things that we're going to hold on to and there are things that we're going to let go of as we start this new year. Lord, to move forward, to move closer. As Paul said, that I may know him better. Lord, that intimate relationship that we need to have. Father, that would be our desire, that the things of this world wouldn't cloud our minds and our lives. Father, I pray that you'll just bless our pastor, bless Robin, help them physically. Father, I thank you, Brother Lane, Miss Erica. Father, I pray that you'll just bless them. Lord, I thank you for them and for bringing them here. Father, what he means, and Lord, what he does. Father, just uh, as we go forward this year, Lord, may we see revival. Father, we all need revival. Lord, help us to return to that first love. Lord, that, that you would just create in us a clean heart and restore the joy of thy salvation to each and every one. Father, I thank you for who you are the one and the only and true living God. Lord, I'm so thankful for all that you've done, the blessings and the benefits that we have as your children. Lord, help us to always be thankful people, to praise your name and give you the honor and the glory that's due you. Lord, as we think of these prayer requests this morning, Father, I think of Daphne's cousin, Lord, that's had these strokes, and Father, he's well up in age, he's, 80 years old. But Father, I pray that you'll guide the doctors, give them wisdom. Lord, um, he needs your help physically. But Father, I don't know his spiritual condition. But Lord, even more than physical help, Lord, he needs spiritual help if he doesn't know you. Father, use someone to share the gospel with him. They might come to know Christ. Lord, we think of Brother Russ this morning is sick. Lord, I just pray for him as you'll help him to get over this sickness and then help him to recover, Father, from the surgery. Lord, I pray for Donna this morning. Lord, that you'll just comfort her and give her your grace. May it be new every morning. 
Father, just be with her and the boys there. Other ones, Lord, that mourn. Father, we know many different families that have lost loved ones lately. And Father, we just pray that you'll be near to them and they'll draw near to you. Uh, Father, we think of other requests that's been mentioned uh, today. Father, that you'll just intervene in every situation and every circumstance. Father, I pray for Kylie this morning, Lord, with her arthritis and this infusion, Lord, that has been scheduled. Lord, just work out all the details there. Uh, Lord, for other requests that I failed to mention, Father, I pray that uh, you'll work. Lord, I'm so glad you're, you don't forget or you don't miss. But Lord, I pray that you'll just uh, work in every situation. Lord, I thank you for the praise there with Diane for Joseph being able to get home. And Lord, I just pray that you'll help him now to continue to grow physically. Lord, just help him. And Father, I need your help. Lord, I want to be a blessing. Lord, I, I can't do anything apart from you, apart from your help. Lord, I, I pray that you'll just give me power this morning, give me wisdom of the word of God. Lord, help me as I teach. Father, I pray for every Sunday school teacher that is teaching this morning. Lord, what a responsibility, what a privilege to stand and teach your precious word. Father, help each one, help them to be clear. Father, bless the preaching to follow. Lord, may everything done bring honor and glory to the Lord Jesus Christ. May he be high and lifted up. May everything we do point folks to him. Because that's, that's the reason uh, that we're here. Father, we'll give you the praise for it in Jesus' precious name. Amen. Take your Bible, if you will, and turn to the book of Colossians. The book of Colossians, chapter 3. The pastor preached Wednesday night about closing out a year. Today is the last day of 2023. And we're at the edge of starting the new year. Right here. You know, it's a good time uh, to look back at the year, to see where we've been, to see where we are, to see where God would have us to be. It's a good time to reflect on the past year and then to look forward into a new year. My desire this coming year is to be closer to the Lord than I was this past year. I pray that's everyone's desire as a child of God. That should be everyone's desire. Because if we're not, we're backslidden. If we're not moving forward, we're not standing still. We always move one way or the other. We either move forward or we move backward. uh, We need to take some inventory of our walk with the Lord. I want to read the first four verses. Uh, I was going to teach on Hezekiah and how that he wasted the opportunity that God gave him for 15 more years. Uh, but then after the preacher was preaching Wednesday night, I got to thinking about the end of a year and the beginning of another year and uh, things that I need to hold on to and things that I need to let go of. Listen, everyone in this room this morning, 
I don't care who you are. There's things in your life that you need to hold on to. There's some things in your life that you need to let go of. All of us. Every one of us. In chapter 3 and verse 1, the Bible says, if ye, then, if ye then be risen with Christ, seek those things which are above, where Christ sitteth on the right hand of God. Set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. For ye are dead, and your life is hid with Christ in God. When Christ, who is our life, shall appear, then shall ye appear, then shall ye also appear with him in glory. I want us to take a close look this morning at where we are in our relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I've done that this past week in my own life. I've took inventory about where I am spiritually in my walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And every one of us this morning need to take inventory. We need to pay close attention to our, where our relationship is. We need to examine ourselves to see where we have been, to see where we are, and to see where God would have us to be. There's three things that we need to examine. Look back and see where you've been. Check and see where you are. And then look and see where God would have you to be in your relationship with Him. Uh, I want us this morning to pretend for a moment that we've just walked into that room and everyone, everybody has one of them. That room that's cluttered with everything. You know, it might be a basement. It might be a spare bedroom. But it's a room that is filled with things. Some things, when you walk into it, need to be kept. Some things need to be gotten rid of. Some things just need to be relocated. Now that I've got you thinking about that room, that room is you. That room is me. Within me, there are things in my life spiritually speaking, that need to be kept. There are things in my life that just really need to be relocated. And there are things in my life that need to be gotten rid of. All of us, every one of us, there are things that Help our walk with the Lord Jesus Christ. And there are things that impede our walk. And we need to examine them, look at them. Listen, where is our church spiritually? You know, often I get my eyes off of the Lord and I get them on people, and then, you know, you get let down and you get disappointed in things that are going on and watching other people's lives. I need to watch what's going on right here. I need to watch my life. 
and examine my life. We have such a great passage right here. I want to look, first of all, the things that you and I need to keep. You and I have a spiritual foundation. That's something we've got to keep. We've got to keep it. Verse 1 says if, and that word if isn't talking about, well, if this is so. That word if is really translated since. Since ye then be risen with Christ. Risen with Christ. It's our spiritual position. I was reading a verse in Galatians chapter 2. Verse 20. You can turn back there if you want. If you're not, I'll read it here just a few pages back. In Galatians chapter 2, verse 20, the Apostle Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. And the life which I now live in the flesh, I live by the faith of the Son of God, who loved me and gave himself for me. That is my position. That is your position. In a sense, when the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary, we died with Him. When He arose from the grave, we arose with Him. We've been risen. We have been given new life. You know, no longer am I under the punishment of sin. If you're a child of God this morning, you're no longer under the punishment of sin. You're no longer under condemnation. We've been delivered from that. We've risen to new life. Thank God. Thank God that you're not under condemnation. I once was. You were too. But if you're a child of God this morning, when He died, you died. When He arose, you arose to new life. And thank God for that. That is our position. That's what he begins with here in chapter 3. If ye then be risen with Christ, we've been raised up with Him. What should my focus be? I wrote down some things here that needs to happen in my life. A new focus. A more determined focus. My focus, if you read verse 1, it says there in the middle, seek those things which are above. We're told here to seek those things which are above. That, that verb seek here, it's in the present tense. It means to continually, continually to seek those things which are above. And verse 2 goes on to build on, on to it. And he says in verse 2, the first part, to set our affection on things above. That word affection, you know what that word affection is referring to? The mind. Set your mind on things that are above. Seek those things which are above, not on things on the earth. Where are your thoughts focused this morning? 
Are your thoughts focused continually on the things of this world? For many of us it is. Has the world clouded your mind? Is the world controlling your thoughts? He says, don't set your affection on things on the earth, rather on things above. We need to be focused on heavenly things, not earthly things. That's our trouble. That's our trouble. We've accepted the world's philosophy. That's why our churches are stagnant. That's why we need revival. These are things that we need to keep. These are things that we need to do. Set our mind on things above. Seek those things which are above. I put down here three things that we need to put on. Look at verses 12 through 17. Three things that you and I need to put on. In verse 12 he says, Put on therefore, as the elect of God, holy and beloved, bowels of mercy, kindness, humbleness of mind, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another, and forgiving one another. If any man have a quarrel against any, even as Christ forgave you, so also do ye. And above all these things, put on charity, which is the bond of perfection. And let the peace of God rule in your hearts, to the which also ye are called in one body, and be ye thankful. Let the word of Christ dwell in you richly, in all wisdom, teaching and admonishing one another, in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing with grace in your hearts to the Lord. And whatsoever ye do in word or deed, do all in the name of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks to God and the Father by Him. There's much more here in chapter 3 and chapter 4 about things that you and I need to keep. But listen to that list of the things that you and I are to put on because we've been raised to new life. These are the things that ought to be present in our life. Forgiveness. Uh, All of these things listed there in verse 12. Mercy, kindness, humbleness, meekness, long-suffering, forbearing one another. How much patience do you and I have with one another? It shows where we're at. Forbearing one another. Listen, if I, he says, if any man have a quarrel against any, what are we to do about it? Even as Christ forgave us, so also ye forgive them. It's that simple. If I want to move forward, if I've been raised to new life, and if I'm going to grasp that new life and move forward and have that intimate relationship that I need, These are the things that I need to put on in my life. These are the things that I need to keep. 
our focus. What Paul's saying here is that you and I should live our life like the Lord Jesus lived his. 1 John 2.6, you don't have to turn there, you can write it down if you want, I'll read it. 1 John chapter 2 and verse 6 says, He that saith he abideth in him ought himself also to walk even as he walked. That's our direction. He that saith he abideth in him. You say you're a child of God this morning. If I say I'm a child of God this morning, I ought to walk even as he walked. Even as the Son of God walked. These are things that need to be present in our life. These are the things in that room that we need to keep. We need to keep these things. But, there's some things we need to let go of. Some things that need to be put away. Those are things we need to keep. But in all of them rooms, every one of them rooms you go into, and you know what I'm talking about, I've got one of them. Some of those things need to go. There's no need for them to be there. Verse 2, what's he say there in the latter part? That we're to set our affection on things above, not on things on the earth. You know, we need to be careful not to get caught up in all the things of the world. The world, we get entrapped by the world and it just seems like the world consumes us. We need to be careful and to avoid getting caught up in all the things of the world because these things fill your mind. These things fill my mind. They make me, uh, they take the place of the things of God. It's what they'll do in your life. It's what they do in my life. Chapter 2 and verse 8. I was reading all through here. In chapter 2 and verse 8, you listen to this verse. Chapter 2 says, in verse 8 says, Beware lest any man spoil you. You know what that word spoil you means? It means to carry someone off as captive. Great day. Think of it like that. Beware lest someone carry you off as a captive to spoil you. Through how? Philosophy? Vain deceit? After the tradition of men? After the rudiments of the world? And not after Christ? Philosophies. What is that? But why are lest someone carry us off captive? How? how through, through what? Through philosophy. What is philosophy? When you, when you think about philosophy, that is nothing more than the wisdom of men. 
That's what philosophy is. Don't let the wisdom of men hinder our walk with the Lord. He goes on here and he says, vain deceit. You know what? I looked up all these things is how I know what it means. Vain deceit means empty tricks. That's what it means. An empty trick. Don't be deceived by empty tricks. A slick message. I know of one that gives them. Joel Osteen. I'll just call the name. You know, if you're listening to Joel Osteen, listen. He offers vain deceit. He offers vain deceit. Empty tricks. Traditions of men. You know, just because, and I have a lot of traditions in my family, and it's been in my family, but listen, just because it's a tradition doesn't make it right. Everything needs to be based on this, and this alone. Traditions, listen, I don't care whose they are, it doesn't make them right. Not all traditions are, are right. Not all traditions are biblical. Don't, don't be deceived by those, by traditions of men. Chapter 3 and verses 5 through 10. Paul lists several fleshly deeds that need to be put away. In verse 5, he says mortify. You know what the word mortify means? It means put to death. Put to death. That's what the word mortify means. Put to death, therefore, your members which are upon the earth. Here's the things that need to be put to death, to be put out of that room, that room being you. He makes a list. Fornication, uncleanness, inordinate affection, evil consupience, and I never did know how you really pronounce that word, and covetousness, which is idolatry. For which things sake the wrath of God cometh unto the children of disobedience, in the which ye also walked sometime when ye lived in them. But now also, but now ye also put off all these. He's given a list. Now he says, here's another list. Anger, wrath, malice, blasphemy, filthy communication out of your mouth. Lie not one to another, seeing that ye have put off the old man with his deeds and have put on the new man which is renewed in knowledge after the image of him that created him. Back up in verse 5, he begins this list. Things that should never be present in our life. Fornication. What Paul's saying here is that any sexual activity outside of marriage is sin. Any and all. Fornication, put it off. Uncleanness. That word uncleanness, if you look it up, means impurity. It has to do with the thoughts of the mind. It's not just an outward thing, it's an inward thing. Our thought process, our thought pattern. The things that we allow to consume our minds. Impurity. is dealing with the inward part. Inordinate affection. If you look it up, it means wicked passions. Wicked passions. 
lust of forbidden things, things that are off limits. Evil concupience, that word means evil desires. Evil desires, a mind. It's talking about a mind that longs for forbidden things. Covetousness. We all know what it means. It means to have more, to want more. To not be satisfied with what God's given me. That's why it's idolatry, he says here. It's idolatry. Because I'm beginning to worship the things instead of God. I want more so that I can have more and those things will consume me and I begin to worship those things in my life. And I'm not worshiping God. It's idolatry. Covetousness is idolatry. He goes on down in verse 8. And you, these are these lists are an outward part and an inward part. Verse eight, he says, anger. If you look up the word anger, it, it actually means smolding bitterness. Smolding bitterness. You know that bitterness just destroys the vessel that it's in. It'll destroy it. It's anger that dwells in the heart. And you know what it does? When anger dwells in my heart, you know what it does to me? I'll tell you what it does to me. It makes me hard to deal with. It makes me a person that's hard to deal with. Anger. Wrath. You know what wrath is? Wrath is nothing more than anger that's boiled over. That's what wrath is. It's, it's an explosion. It's boiled over. It's come... Uh, uh, there's an outburst when you have wrath. It goes on down to malice. You know what malice is? Anger mixed. Anger mixed with the desire to do harm. That's what malice is. Blasphemy. You know, I often thought of blasphemy as just blasphemy against God. But when you look up this word blasphemy, it means to slander. To slander God or man. To slander God or man. When, how often do we slander God and we slander man? Trying to hurt trying to harm. Filthy communication. What that's really referring to here is abusive speech. Words thrown around in an attempt to hurt or wound someone. Great day. These are tough things that we've all been guilty of. Lying. This line is one of the chief tools of the devil. It's one of his chiefest tools. How to deceive Adam and Eve in the garden? With a lie. With a lie. I like what John 8.44 says. Uh, John 8.44. Speak, the Lord speaking of the devil... 
John chapter 8, verse 44. He says, Ye are of your father, the devil, and the lust of your father ye will do. He was a murderer from the beginning, and abode not in the truth, because there is no truth in him. When he speaketh a lie, he speaketh of his own. For he is a liar, and the father of it. Lying. Two lists, things that I need to keep and things that don't need to be in my life. Things that need to, I need to remember and look back at the foundation I have and the things that I need to put on. There are things that I need to put on in my life. And there are things that I need to put off in my life. You need to do the same. If we're gonna, Where are we going to be next year at this time? Same old place? Or maybe you're in a good place. Maybe your walk is where it should be. Praise the Lord for that. Thank God for that. And continue just to walk as He walked. Walk as He walked. Don't allow these things of the earth. He said, set your affection on things above, not on things on the earth. Set our minds on things above. You know, I've often heard that the phrase, you know, he's so heavenly minded that he's no earthly good. Impossible. That's impossible. What are we here for? You say, well, my job is I'm a contractor. No, that's not what I'm here for. I'm here to further the cause of Christ. You as a child of God are here to do one thing. You have one purpose. Jesus came to die to save you from your sins, and your purpose in life is to further the gospel. My purpose in life is to further the gospel. Now, God has given me a means to provide for my family, and that's what I do. But that's not my job. That's what God's given me to do. My job, my desire should be further the cause of Christ. How did the disciples turn the world upside down? How did they do it? What consumed them? Think. What consumed them? The cause of Christ. We each need to examine ourselves this morning. Take some inventory. I've taken inventory this week. Take inventory. I will promise you that there are things there that you say... I need to let this go. I need to get rid of this. I need to put this out. And there are things when you begin to read them about being like Christ, I need to add this to my life. This needs to be here. I need to be more faithful. I need to get into my Bible every day and read my Bible, study my Bible. I need to pray every day, talk to God. Things that you may not be doing. The things that if you're not doing, you can't expect to get closer to God. If I'm not in this and I'm not talking to Him and allowing Him to talk to me, it's just like your mate. Kenny don't talk to Jesse. They're not close. You feel when things aren't, you talk and you listen. 
That's what happens here. I talk and I listen. 